With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop. Oh, no. We were so close. Stop. Oh, oh. We were so close. Okay. Sorry about that. We had a little difficulty with uh, me not charging my computer. And go. <laughs> I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. And I'm the Seaman. Join in here at Married with TV. Uh, if you want to see the first half, jump over to Cinema Sit Down. And thank you guys so much again for having me on. And we're Married with TV, MarriedWithTV.com. Uh, we have a special guest now. We um, do. It's uh, Corey Seaman. Cinema hey, Sit Down. What's going thank on? you so much. And I'm uh, glad to be here. And this is this is kind of part two of uh, Margarita Monday on hey. uh, Cinema Sit Down. And uh, so go check that out out first at- yeah it's uh, youtube.com slash cmans cinema sit down no hyphens no apostrophes that's c-m-a-n-s-c-i-n-e-m-a-s-i-t-d-o-w-n yeah, you can also find me at twitter and instagram uh, at cinema underscore sit down which is much easier and we're married with tv at, uh, on twitter and yes and if you uh, want to hear about numbers one through five of the movies we're talking about of our favorite movies that have come out during you know while we're in coronavirus crisis um check out cinema sit down because he'll have the first five we're doing six through ten now yep yeah so yeah ten, ten movies total uh <laughs> one through five over on the youtube page uh, so if you go to that uh, url uh, i'll throw it somewhere down at the bottom as well um uh, or no, we're not videoing this one. This one, this one's audio. Um, but yeah, if if you want to, if you want to watch that, <laughs> yeah. that uh, yeah, uh, cinema sit down, uh, see man cinema sit down on YouTube. Jump over there, you can see the first. We'll link to it on our on our blog post. For yes, we will link to you. It'll be great. So, but perfect. let's get into so with TV our number supplemental. Our number six, Doctor Sleep. <laughs> really like I this think one. You loved it more than I, I actually I saw like Doctor Sleep before it was. Uh, in yeah, the- you did. Oh, I saw it with uh, Nate. Nate, Dark yeah. Nate Returns. Um, and we both loved it. It was unfinished. It, but just mostly effects. Yeah. Um, and when it came out on streaming is when he saw it. Mm-hmm. But it also came out with like a three-hour director's cut. And I, I, I have not watched I that. Other stuff that was in the cut that I saw, but it was hard for me to differentiate. So it wasn't yeah. much different. Oh, right. that's good to know. I haven't seen the the director's cut. Yeah, uh, it was interesting i mean it, the movie plays good itself the director's yeah, cut is it's fun if you if you love the movie but it i just spent the time going was that in the movie or was that in the cut i saw or, you know, so I, I analyzed <laughs> that's what happens when you much. watch a pre-screening yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it have things in the pre-screening where it was like you'd see the picture and it would say effects here like, like no, words. it was almost done except when they yeah. like their eyes didn't change color yet, and mm. just like this, they needed to put some CGI stuff in, but not no, no huge green screen things. It was fairly complete when I first saw it, but then I saw it again when it came out in the you know released oh. for real, and it was just as good. Yeah. I love that movie. It, it love it. Like Number one, Ewan McGregor again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Ewan McGregor. Anything, is anything he touches. Lately. He's so good. 
we're having a McGregor Renaissance lately. Uh-huh. He's back, you know. And I'm about uh, it. Did you, did you read the book? Um, no. So this book I did not read. I had, I've read The Shining, um, but Doctor Sleep I had not gotten to by the time the movie had come out. Yeah, and you don't need to read it. It plays pretty much. I mean, there's stuff added and you know, little stupid things taken away that I think people bitched about. Like in the book, the it's a white girl. Mm. In the movie, it's a black girl. Like things you don't ever need to oh, worry about. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, there's so there's so Idris Elba instead of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Tower, yeah. yeah. I I love 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 this movie. I love. (laughs) I love the girl in the movie. Yeah, um, Rebecca Ferguson or uh, the or Aberstone. Kylie. Uh, Kylie Curran. Yeah, Kylie Curran's phenomenal in this. She did. It's the Abra thing and the whole continuing of like Danny Torrance's story from The Shining. That was like it. It made me feel for him. You know, like oh, wow, this guy has been hiding his shit power and like this alcoholic, just like his dad kind of fucked up yeah. thing. And and now I can't remember is is the scene with when he goes to that woman's house and does all the coke and then the baby comes out. Like, is that in the movie? I don't remember that scene. Okay. So maybe that's a director's cut bit. But. Yeah, see, I, that that was a, one of my favorite thing scenes is when he goes home with this woman after a big bar fight and thinking he killed somebody. I know that's in the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he's blacked out, but, you know, doing coke and stuff with this woman. And then he wakes up in the morning and steals her money because she stole his money. Oh, and then that's when uh, O'Halloran the guy that talks to him in the first movie yeah. comes back and he sees him for the first time in forever. And he says, don't maybe do that. that. Is, maybe that, yeah, that might've been in the, the, the theatrical release now that you say it. Now. But you get that, you get all the characters and the woman that played, I got, I need to look her up. That, that Rose played the hat. Shelley du, Duvall's character that, that, you know, uh, that, that uh, Jack. Uh, is yeah. Yeah. Um, she even sounded like Shelley Duvall. That, I, I can't know, find it, her on my list. I was, I thought it was uh, Wendy Torrance, played by Alex Esso. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's absolutely yeah, I, it. It was. I I thought they did a pretty good job with the casting. Um, like it was mm-hmm. one of those I didn't think you would see Wendy or, um, uh, you know, Jack Nichols. Jack. Yeah. yeah. Jack's oh my god. Character. That was my favorite and, part of the movie. They both were so well cast to like play them. And I thought they just executed their delivery like you were watching the people big. from The Shining. I got yeah. In, yeah in that scene. I, and I listened to the audiobook uh, just before the before the movie came out. And because I'd seen the previews for the movie, I just pictured that girl anyway. Like, yeah. I, I, she was great. She, I mean, everybody was cast perfectly. And if you've read, if you ever get a chance to read this, read it. And if you, you know, if you've read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But Stephen King's book on writing, oh my god, best, it's so one of the good. best books about writing. Yeah, it is so good. I've, I've read it numerous times, yeah. and yeah. and like every time you, 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 he comes up, there's something new that you get from it. But he goes way deep into his drug and alcoholism, 
Yeah. And, and you, you hear that, you hear that in Dr. Sleep. It yeah. talks to you in Dr. Sleep. Yeah. When he's at the, when he's in the uh, Overlook work? Hotel and he goes up to that bar and his dad, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, is the bartender and he's like, um, man takes the drink, the drink takes the drink, the drink takes the man. And then and you're, you're convinced, you know, you're convinced oh, yeah. about his side, but then Jack Nicholson comes back and he's like, he's like, this is medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that I I thought the thing for the thing for me with the movie that I thought was so impressive is when you know that this is being done as a direct sequel to Stanley Kubrick's film. Yeah. And so much love for that film too. And be, likewise, I love that film even though it is not the book. And mm-hmm. I understand why Stephen King hates that film so much. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were able to make a direct sequel to that movie, but hold true enough to the book where it was like Stephen King was endorsing Dr. Sleep. Like they did yeah. such a good job of balancing the movie and the books together to give you like a cohesive right. blend of both. I was like, I sat there, I was like, if you were a fan of the movie or you were a fan of the books, this movie covers all the bases. So like someone like Stephen King can sure. go, I like this movie, even though I hated Stanley Kubrick's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. But that's what I mean is like in this movie has so much love for the Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah, and and some of the shots and the style are just they're Kubrick. Like oh, they yeah. are very Kubrick. Very much, you know. The, and uh, and I love that. Yeah, uh, I love that. The, yeah, who? Because that Doctor Sleep was written by Stephen King and somebody else. And I do not like. That's I'm it. not going to look that's it up, it. but like that's. I wonder if, if maybe it was his son. I don't even know. I don't. If, I, don't know that. I don't. It was written by two people. Did you just make that up? No, I did not just make that okay. up. It was. <laughs> it was written by him, King, not and really. somebody else, and I have no idea who. Um, I only oh. see Stephen King as the author on it. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I remember it very vividly. Well, but maybe I don't the remember the name. play or something. Maybe, maybe that's that. yeah. Maybe I don't know, but I don't think Stephen King hated this movie. No, no, he was out uh, like on Twitter. He yeah. was endorsing it. I remember when it was coming out. Like mm-hmm. he did a couple things for the film, and I was like. Well, that's interesting because I know he did not like that Stanley Kubrick stuff, but I think it's one of those with age comes like you can yeah. kind of separate yourself and go, okay, he didn't make my book, but he made a movie that has the essence of the book. In this and, the, and he made the hotel. Like the biggest thing is what Kubrick did for the, with the hotel is so mm-hmm. iconic that like you had to, you had to play off of that movie because yeah. those visuals work so well. Like that is one of the best it's one of, like uh, even when you go to um, well, uh, Ready Player One, which I thought oh, was such I a know. wonderful curveball. Like because I don't think that's in the book, but the movie it wasn't uses, even in the book at all. Uses the Overlook Hotel, and you go back and you're just like, oh my god, I forgot how much I love being like it's so cinematic. Yes. Um, yes. And then you know, and you Flan- sleep, you're back. Yeah, you're, you're back. And you Mike Flanagan just totally like you said captured the essence of what kubrick did with that film and he used all the things that kubrick used really really well like Mm -hmm. i thought the cinematography was great and i love the way he used the ghosts okay oh and and the way that um just just the whole mechanism of putting the ghosts in this box in this mental box and that was cool and i I love love this in books i love this in stories when they have magic 
of some kind that you can explain in a way that makes you want to try to do it in yeah. your head. Like, yeah, you, want, yeah. you know what I mean? I like, like, I could do that. I understand how to do it. Well, and it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, you don't even understand sometimes that how your subconscious mm-hmm. can actually do that without you knowing it. Like a right. lot of times, like you'll hear people like had traumatic experiences as children that they have no mm-hmm. recollection of. And then they come back to it as adults and like, wait, what? Like yeah. that actually happened. Cause your brain can, can you can put it in a box. It's a literal thing. Yeah. So just yeah. the way they, and like you said, the way they did it visually, I thought was really mm-hmm. cool in the movie. Um, it was amazing the recreations and the the fact that they expanded on the evil spirits like mm-hmm. they're not just at the overlook that's their like source of energy or whatever where they're drawn to but it's like rose the hat was like it was ferguson uh, rebecca ferguson yeah yeah she was amazing always and, everything she does wow well, I mean, and i think she and i think just like in the fucking book like i yeah. mean like and it's Played it perfect. Weirdly likable and yet evil and mm-hmm. just uh, brutal. Just, oh, yeah. that, that, that scene with the, the baseball boy. Was Jacob Tremblay. Like, yeah, it's freaking Jacob Tremblay getting just, just tear your heart out. Brutally murder. murdered. Yeah. Like, and you're like, here's a kid who's like an Oscar nominated actor and just laying on the yeah. ground, just screaming his head. And it's the, most, it's the most chilling scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, you my God. There and you're just like, yeah, that is, oh, this is so screwed up disturbing yeah and it's like i heard some people go that was like a a turn off for them i'm like yeah but that was the scene that lets you know exactly who these people are that's what they're up against yeah you know that's the kind of they're they're not good at all they're yeah pure evil no matter how no matter how how funny and likable they are yeah you you want to kill them oh yeah and like you said the the way that he uses the ghosts and i think that was Mm -hmm. i think that was one of king's biggest knocks on kubrick is the utilization of the ghost wasn't very good i thought that was the thing that flanagan did that was like i can still pay tribute to what kubrick did but incorporate more stuff from the actual book so that stephen king will also really like i can also pay homage to king as well yeah yeah and and how much that movie was about addiction and alcoholism yeah. and stuff, and and how how he brought that in there, and you know, like like whenever when when Ewan McGregor's talking about it, that's Stephen King talking. Oh yeah, hundred percent. What that's like, it is so it's so authentic. Yeah, and so it just comes out at you. So great it's, movie, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, absolutely agree. Completely love it. And like you said, it's it's one of those things. Anytime you do like anything that's King related that has to do with drugs or alcoholism and you're talking about that subject matter, you can so get he knows what that he about. knows what he's talking about because yeah. he's experienced it. Like, uh, yeah. I, I felt the same way with um, uh, uh, Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Like, that that oh, whole wow. movie. I haven't seen that for a while. Long yeah. time. But that whole movie, like, the way, yeah. like, like, he wakes up and there's just, like, all the <laughs> tissues in the bin next to the computer yes. where he's writing. You're like, yeah, yep. Stephen King definitely had that Bloody, when he was doing all yeah. those doing <laughs> yeah. all the yeah. back in the day. It, it, that was his desk. Yeah. yeah. When he wrote uh, Cujo, he said he didn't even remember writing Cujo. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> That's how fucked up he was. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no, Doctor Sleep, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Loved it. I, I thought it was a great movie. I have, like, even the description of the way they get in each other's mind is they filmed it just like they described it in the book. Yeah. So, I mean, I have I have no complaints about that movie. It, I think it was great. I mean, there, I, I obviously liked other movies, you know, no, I'll watch them more probably, but 
Doctor Sleep. I, I found no problem I'll with it. I'll watch that again. Yeah. Watch that. I mean, I'll watch anything that you and McGregor. Yeah, in the extended cut, though, they do one thing that they probably, I think they, you know, they took out for timing probably, but it was kind of important. It's like when, when Abra's parents meet <clears throat> Uncle Dan for the first time, <laughs> the father flips the fuck out in the extended cut like he should. That's like, fair. He, he probably should, really, yeah. He cut that back because why is my daughter hanging out with this old man? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they actually show you that the dad is really cares about his daughter by, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, questioning him and threatening to beat him up and stuff. I but I get that. why they took it out. You know, it, it still works, but... That, I got the that, impression that he was With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, like the violence happened and he's like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. good. Yeah. So that, that's like the only thing that they didn't like. Well, why are the parents letting this little girl hang out? But they also saw her float spoons up at the ceiling. Yeah. But they forgot about it, you know? So they, she had to remind him. That's why he says, no, you can't tell them. You have to show them. Yeah, like, yeah. And, they, and that's in the regular movie, too. You know, too. you have to show them. So. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, so yeah, I recommend Doctor Sleep. Great, yeah, the, the story is great. Yeah, and like I said, Ewan McGregor is just brilliant. The whole movie and the whole cast mm-hmm. is good. I, like, I love Rebecca Ferguson, and she does. She yeah. she nails the Rose the Hat stuff. And in the finished oh, version, once they were able to add in those eye, like the light up of the mm-hmm. eyes and stuff, that stuff just looked so good on camera. It did, yes. I, I was all about that. So yeah, big fan of yeah. Doctor Sleep for sure. Yes. Uh, he did not see our next movie that we're going to talk about, um, but I, I, I actually enjoyed it a bit. James Mangold, man, that guy can do anything as far as I'm Hold concerned. Hold on, I gotta go watch a bunch of movies. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you to Ford v. Ferrari with me like 20 oh, times. Okay, of those movies, Ford v. Ferrari was probably like the last time I that so you wanted cared about. Not because there's anything wrong with it, but it was because all the other ones had so much more you know? Oh yeah, it, like Ford, Ford v Ferrari doesn't scream super interesting, like on the baseline yeah. level. Like that, w- it's one of those like you hear James Mangold is directing a movie starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. James Mangold did Logan. Honey. Didn't, yeah, right, right. But didn't, okay. it, didn't have uh, Dark Strange in it too. It did uh, not have Benedict that, Cumberbatch. No. In what movie had Benedict Cumberbatch recently? Current like, Wars. Oh yeah. Which I one did. Of I, one of the few movies I haven't seen yet. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. but okay. it, yeah, no. never mind. No, this one's got, <laughs> yeah. The, um... But it, it's like to me, it's more the the story of uh, Carol Shelby, who the you know the 
the Shelby, the most sought after Mustang in history is about, you know, like his, that whole history with them winning Le Mans was yeah. unheard of. And that, it was a great story. And I love, I love Le Mans racing movies or I love anything that is not NASCAR. Yeah. Like a 24 hour <laughs> off road. Yeah. Like you got to yeah, make yeah, left yeah. turns and right turns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rush with uh, uh, Hemsworth was another good one. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, that oh, that's another one that's Ferrari based too. Um, yeah, but really, like that yeah. stuff is just really—it's uh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> no. I love Talladega Nights. Love that movie, but Shake don't don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> uh, I like my Jesus <clears throat> in a little baby. I like okay. to think my Jesus wears a tuxedo. I'm here for digression. Says, I'm formal and I'm sophisticated, but I'm here to party. Skinner man, we live. Oh man, now I'm gonna watch Tyler right, Nights. Okay, so, Sidetrack. Actual racing. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just one of those. It's, like you said, it's a good character movie. Like it's mm-hmm. so about Carol Shelby. It's so about Ken Miles. And Matt Damon and Christian Bale just put on an acting clinic for two hours. Um, the the Punisher dude that played Lee John Iacocca Ber- was John Bernthal. amazing too. Yes, yes, love John Bernthal. Um, I, yeah. And I love that they had him in that that whole thing, like because it is it's based on a very true story. Oh yeah, it, it happened. But I mean, I'm sure you know not with quite no, as good looking like, people. It, and... it's, well, it's, you know, it's one of those like I just I found it so interesting to like see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and that stuff. Like mm-hmm. what pushed them to go to Le Mans? Why Lee Iacocca wanted to push them to do this type of a thing. Cause it could get Ford on the map. And if you could get Ford on the map, then maybe sales would start going back up. And then just the whole, the, the, the rivalry between Ford and Ferrari without ever speaking to each other once in the movie is like, you just, you, you get how much that, they dislike each other. Yeah. But they never have any confrontation physically in the film. And I thought man, no, they, that yeah, stuff they, really have, well. they never have interaction in the film. Yeah, no. They, like it's just, just like you see like they see each other from far distances up in their boxes and stuff. One of my favorite things that I, I don't know if I just learned or I forgot, it was the, the fact that they couldn't communicate to the driver. Yeah, no, yeah, you had to, you had to like write it on a chalkboard when they passed <laughs> the front. Yeah. There was no like, why is he doing this? Because because they, they didn't have, have they didn't have the headsets, the radios. So that that tripped me out because any and any time Ford was like trying to call down, um, or not Ford, but Josh Lucas's character, uh, Leo Beeb. Anytime, like he okay, was yeah. calling down to try to undermine what Shelby was doing, like Shelby'd come in and be like, "What are you doing with that sign? Get out of here! Like, push it!" <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Yes, give me all that stuff." And that's like, it's the those are the things that make racing entertaining. And then when you take the cinematography angle of it, I love the way Mangold matches up the sound of the Ford car with his cuts. And with different like cinematic features, like the engine and the sound of the car is the character in and of itself. The whole movie, um, and then to have the back and forth that like uh, Ken Miles, uh, played by Christian Bale, have like when when he like will talk to the car or he'll turn and say something to like the person he's driving next to, like just so entertaining. And Bale is, I I want to see Christian Bale do more things where his character is fun. 
Because like yeah. he can do the yeah. the brooding heavy stuff, but like when you can just let him go and like just shine personality wise, like he was hysterical entertaining the entire movie. Oh, he was great, and he didn't have to gain a bunch of weight or lose a bunch of weight, or he was just he just be himself. You know? It was like yeah, it was like it was him. Like when the my favorite part almost is when the door won't close, like. <laughs> Whatever he just starts off, it's and right like, at the beginning of the race, and like it just won't yeah. shut all the way. And they're like, Why are you driving so slow? I'm like, My door yeah, won't close. They take the mallet, <laughs> like that uh, was like amazing to me. I love that. And, and the yeah. fact that the communication really got me the fact that they had to be in sync without knowing what each what? other was thinking because they couldn't talk to each other. Which, yeah, that was amazing. And he showed it really well by using Christian, like talking at the car or, yeah. you know, come on, baby, you can do it or whatever, you know, like, and there was, there's no women in that movie, is there? Um, well, you have uh, Catriona Balf, uh, who plays Molly Miles, Ken's wife. She's but, like, well, yeah, the only the, there's the really one, his wife, but they, they're pretty much like, yeah, yeah, it's, in a, it's, well, a, it's a male it's movie. A ma- yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> that, there were no women involved. I still love this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I there was no there was yeah no there really story is no about the wives or the you know the so yeah, no. and so and at, at the racing thing it was only the men and you know the Iacocca and Ferrari dude up there you yeah. know not nobody else like oh I need to get a sorry sorry I know you're fine but it's it's one of those like the like you said like it's crazy how you have to do that entire race without the communication that we have now yes. where you can talk directly to your driver mm-hmm. and so much about the success of the racing comes from you know shelby and miles having that relationship that's like i know exactly what he's gonna do and i know exactly what he's gonna do at all times so like they're so in sync that it's like i'm just like ken's gonna drive i know ken's gonna drive and then you know if we need him to push it we'll tell him to push it and then i i loved but hated the whole like we want we want all the Fords to finish together, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Ken goes out there and sets the course lap record one more time, and you're like, good for you. And then he slows down, and you're like, this is a really good guy. And then it's like, because one of the racers started like two car lengths behind Ken Miles, that guy gets to be number one and as the actual winner. And you're just like, oh, that freaking yeah. Josh Lucas character is such a son of a bitch. Like he knew that was going to be the case the whole time. Yeah, no, that that was like that broke my heart when they they were gonna take the win from oh, him. Yeah. But then it also like made me feel good that he became a team player and and um, actually did it, yeah. you know, because it was good. Those, it's, it's if you're not a race car fan, it's not necessarily material <laughs> that you might find interesting. Yeah. But Mangold finds a way to make the story interesting start yeah, to finish because yeah. of the actors he has with him. Like Damon and mm-hmm. Bale, you just give them good material and those two guys will make anything entertaining. They, and it seemed like uh, Matt Damon did so good at being like the level-headed guy and just still, yeah. but still like sticking up for Miles no matter what. Oh, yeah. That was, and I don't know if that's how their relationship actually was in real life, but it made me feel like I hope it was because that was really cool to watch. (laughs) And I loved loved the relationship and the utilization of uh, his son, uh, who's played by Noah Jupe. Oh, Uh, yeah. I love like how he brings him to and he sees things and then how all that plays out by the end of the movie. And you get that scene with him and Damon at the end and you're just like, good job, James Mangold. Like, you nailed all of it. He did a great job. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that movie. Um, obviously, 
other movies I like more, but oh, it's, sure. like, it's like very, it's not like, I love this one so much more. It's like just a little bit, you know, yeah. did it a teeny bit. To get the accolades that it got. It, it won an Oscar movies, for... You know? uh, sound editing, I think. Sound, yeah, okay. Well, was well, it, it was sound editing or sound that, mixing, yeah. which it totally deserved. Because like I said, yeah. the way he syncs up, like the shifting of the gears and the sound of the car with like cuts mm-hmm. and things that are happening in the movie, the sound in the film is tremendous but yeah i think uh, it did deserve its accolades oh 100 percent. and if if joaquin phoenix didn't exist in in the the world of (laughs) awards this season i think christian bale probably would have been your front runner to win the oscar oh yeah yeah Yeah, it would it would have been a slugfest between him and dan uh him and leo Uh, i think you would have seen him and dicaprio kind of get like an award at the globes and then a word at the sags like you might have seen them go back and forth but right they do that Joaquin yeah. Joaquin came into the building and was like, "Let me show you Joker. Like you ain't never seen the guy because you're never gonna see Joker until the very very end." <laughs> Oscar. Uh, I, I, I mean, I know it's a side like a tangent, but that bathroom sequence in yeah. Joker is like that was the scene that like just I sat there. I was like, "That's that's how you sell this movie to." Uh, like to a studio or something. And then when you hear the story of that scene, and it was oh. like Phillips had Phillips had a lot of the score because uh, Hilder had already like recorded a bunch of it before the movie started. She was just going off the script and that piece of music he had. And they had done the scene. I think the original way the scene was supposed to go is he was supposed to go in and wash his face and then stare at himself in the mirror. And it just wasn't working. And Phillips was like, Hey, I've got this new bit that Hilder put uh, like sent. Let me play it. He played it, and that take is the take that's in the movie. Wow! It's just one. Wow. He played. He played the music, and Joaquin just came in and did that dancing thing, and boom! There you. At, that's, sure. that's the magic. That's when the magic happens. You know? Oh man! I love it. I, I love it when things come together. Yeah, okay, so are we? What's we done with yeah. that blood yeah. shot, right? Yeah, moving on to uh, what would be, I guess, number seven on our our bloodshot, right? ten list. Yeah, Bloodshot. I thought it was a surprisingly good movie. Seven or eight. Uh oh, seven. No, uh, no, eight. I'm sorry. Yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, eight. We've done. This is the third one that we've done on this. Okay, and I. Okay, I. I will admit, I watched it the first time, and I. I did not like it as much as when I watched. I rewatched it like just last night. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna say the same thing, but when I watched it the first time, I was right in the middle of binge watching the the HBO series Avenue Five, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's got Hugh Laurie. Yeah. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go off on this tangent for a second. Do it. It's got Hugh Laurie, and he is captaining this, so this thing that is basically <laughs> a combination of Red Dwarf, Faulty Towers, and The Love Another Boat. Another thing I hate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's just screwball <laughs> comedy. And to me, that was like, that's my quarantine comfort shit right oh, I got to get on that. And, and, you know, Hugh Laurie, you know how he's, he's house. So yeah. he, he's American the whole time. He has this American accent. Well, in this, he's basically a British person playing an, uh, a British person pretending to be an American. <laughs> and and then he's the, <laughs> but his British accent comes out sometimes when he's like stressed out and people are like suspecting because he, he people trust an American. Like he's he's a captain only because he's a, he's like a dignified looking white guy in a uniform who looks okay. like a captain. Yeah. And, and a strong voice and, they, and and he's like everybody's like you saved avenue three you and he's like no he just stood there and the sprinkler system saved avenue three it's like if, if i will i will stand next to a stressful situation and look good anything after that i'm done and so it's just 
one thing after another where he has to go in and, and just like fail. Oh, that's and, awesome. And, and the whole the whole thing is trying to get all the pastors not to like revolt and, and kill them is pretty all much right. the, the, so Avenue Five. It I got. I got. I got so I, I, I love Hugh Laurie. Super dry. Super dry. I love dr- super dry stuff too. And that's why she she's not into that as much as I am. But I was just like I love that show. I, I could but, see so, if you were. So he walked out know on that. I know what's going to happen. I got to see the next one of these. <laughs> I got to see what Hugh Laurie's going to do. That's now. fair. I mean, but like I enjoy Bloodshot. It definitely is. Uh, you know to a degree a paint by numbers superhero movie like you know where yeah. this movie's gonna go you know where it's gonna end up and if you were watching something like that i can see where this movie would not be. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay i got this i got this. i, know, I, I okay, understood I too i i <laughs> it, it's a fun watch but you're not surprised at all i yeah, i know uh, what, what's his name from new girl oh uh, um uh, Lamorne Morris is yes, yeah, yeah. the MVP when, of the movie. When he showed up, I got way more into it, and then because like the first time I watched it, he left the room, so I was distracted, and I didn't even. I'm like, well, you didn't get to end. The end's like at least the funnest part to watch because yeah. you get the the cool action and the guy with the spider arm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know the comic at all, but yeah, no, it like it's it's one of those like I've seen the comic on the 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 racks for years. I haven't personally read it. But like I knew the baseline, like I knew that he was a, a former, you know, soldier who dies in battle, and they bring him back to life with this nanotechnology that's like in him, and they turn him into an assassin. And like I thought they nailed that stuff in the movie, and I honestly thought this is probably some of the, and this doesn't say a lot, but like some of the best acting I've seen Vin Diesel do in years. Like <laughs> it, it felt like he showed I, up I, to I, be I, more I, than Dom. After I saw the second, yeah. Like, you know, like, good. I like it. Like, like the first I, time I watched it, I didn't see him get to talk to his wife or anything. So it was just all these like these just like throwaway lines. I will end you. Oh, you know, like, oh, like yeah. that. And so so I, you didn't get to see it. Like I, I thought he had more I thought he had more an emotional connection than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I mean that's fair. I mean Groot has a lot of emotional But stuff. then when I came back, I saw it later and um when he talked to his wife and he actually talked to the field, you know. And then when he talks to the dude, it's like you can see he's he's hurting. For yeah. Him. But then, but then he's he's hurting. He has this human moment. But then he's like, "I will find you and I will end you." Like, <laughs> I've learned nothing from this. Yeah, movie. No, no, uh, yeah, no. He doesn't learn any lessons, but he does a really good job of like being but a. He does. Uh, he does what he does. What you, what you go I, to him. The, you know? the one thing that I really liked in the movie is like, like I said, like I knew going in that he was an assassin whose brain gets wiped over and over again. So he, mm-hmm. you know, do all these killings for, you know, these guys. But I didn't think that the first act of the movie was like the sixth or seventh guy he killed. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's built like that's the first time all of this is happening. You're like, okay, here's the origin of bloodshot. And then when the dude walks into the room and you see like, six pieces of gum underneath that thing and you're like oh what this has been going on the whole time i was like i thought that was a really clever way into the film and then you know it's 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 fun superhero action stuff you know and i thought the the visual effects stuff worked really really well up until the end like i thought all of the the vfx in the action sequences up to that final battle looked tangible like even yeah. though you knew that there was CGI going on, the way it was presented felt 
tangible enough where it's like, okay, I can buy this. Then it turned into a video game at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was a video it was, game. Yeah. You couldn't and, hit space bar and skip it. Well, and, and the, <laughs> oh yeah, and and Dave Wilson who di- di- directed it, um, he works for uh, Blur Studios, so okay. he he he's did like visual effects stuff. I think on like uh, Age of Ultron, but he. Okay comes from the video game world like he's a, a video game guy oh, okay. so when i was watching that final scene i was like yeah yeah you can tell this guy's worked in video games because this looks like really really high quality video game graphics i just yeah, got a little it got a little cgi heavy at the end of the movie which took me out of it but i thought diesel did a really good job i was really impressed with isa gonzalez uh, who plays kt she was great like put her in more things um in the it was funny is when you're watching it and you see the guy uh, coming up with dancing to Psycho Killer, and he does all that. I mean, I'm thinking, wow, this is really kind of a... That was... Like one cliche after another in a meat was that Martin uh, It's like It's like every trope from every movie. And then later on, they're like, you put so many cliches from movies in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, that was my favorite right, movie, part. You got me. They you acknowledged got me. that. <laughs> and then they're like, come on, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that like I enjoyed watching that sequence because of the way it was shot. I was like, oh, this yeah. is fun. But like you yeah. said, you're just like, this is so cliche. And then when they acknowledge, like, oh, it's part of the yeah. coding, yeah. Like, that's why it's it so cliche. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh it makes it even better. Talking yeah. heads in a movie, though. I I'll, love I'm, the I'm song, but it. <laughs> it did. It seemed familiar. Like, are they just copying Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. <laughs> when he acknowledges that, it's like, Okay, that redeemed that whole... And it plays into uh, Siddharth Dananji's... Dananji's, I can't say his last name, but Siddharth, who plays the the coder for the guys who create Bloodshot. Like, it just plays into his character. Like, he's constantly stealing things from other things. He can't think for his own. Like, he steals movie cliches. He steals part of the coding. He he used the open source source code to code Bloodshot. (laughs) Oh, when, when... when Wiggins figures out that it's his code, he's like, you thought you were going to beat me with my own code? And I love that they have this, like, back and forth with, again, without ever actually coming in contact with each other. It's like they're just talking to themselves like they're talking to the the dude. Good luck going for it. Like, like Guy Pierce, I thought, did a really good job, like, from a bad guy standpoint. But like Jamie said all the way at the beginning, Lamorne Morris made the entire freaking movie for me. He is so funny with that thick British accent that he's throwing on in there. I could uh, look it up and make sure he was American. Like, was yeah. he doing an accent in New Girl then? Or yeah, is this his no. real voice? Because I always have to check and say, no, no, he's American. Yeah, no, yeah. But he, <laughs> he does the British stuff so well and he's just so, he plays like someone who's super personable and you're like oh man i could be friends with this guy but he's a loner coder so like the way he just talks to himself and like i'll look up and be like oh yeah that's right nobody's here it's just me like those things just had me rolling and i just got i liked watching him and isaac gonzalez and vin diesel work together like the lat like when they're doing all the stuff toward the end of the movie before the big action sequence that that was some of my favorite stuff like i could watch those i would want a second one just to watch those three do more things together yeah, and for me, I don't play those kind of video games, so I didn't get that. Like, I could see where it was video game like, you know, ask, but I don't play first person. Oh well, I mean, I don't, I didn't necessarily. So think I, but but I just I Rainbow I don't. Six. That's what I thought. You throw <laughs> you throw in the flashbang grenade into a thing. You yeah. open the door, reach. You know, that's Rainbow Six. That's like yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, I did. I tell you, I 
really uh, the I loved the shooting of that sequence when he goes on that like on the revenge mission and you got all the flower going on and all the red lighting. Oh yeah, yes. like yeah. there were just there were a lot of cool looking things in the movie. Yes, yes, and those were like panels out of a comic. It yeah, like because mm-hmm. of the single color for a long time and really really focusing on that and that kind of contrast. The visually, they knew what they were doing. Well, I mean, okay, while them. we're talking about comic book movies, though, we we just watched probably what was my favorite comic book movie ever, uh, Guns Akimbo. <gasps> I also just watched that, which yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. And yeah. speaking of uh, yes. not yeah. hide and seek, what was um, Ready or Not? Ready or Not. Tomorrow yes. Weaving. Yeah. Which, yeah. If you, we, we got her. It's crazy how different she looks when you, you eliminate the eyebrows. Oh my God. Her she eyebrows being eyebrows. blonde. Like, so you, I didn't know she had eyebrows. It took me a while to look. Yeah. I'm like, like why they, they were they eyebrows? So oh my God. Bad. It, but like, yeah. it totally changes. Like, people thought that it was. Margot Robbie in mm-hmm. uh, Ready or Not. I thought it was a hundred percent. You know, and like, and 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 you can see those similarities in that movie. And then you watch Guns of Kimbo, and you're like, I don't look nothing like Margot Robbie. Like, what happened? It's you the know. eyebrows. But yep. the movie was so much fucking fun. Oh my gosh, I love Daniel Radcliffe. Like, yeah. he's had such an interesting post Harry Potter career. You like, just watch him talking and narrating, any yeah. going yeah. across the street but to the store. That was it. Was, <laughs> it, was, it was such. A comic book movie. It reminded oh, yeah. me of Harley Quinn. Yeah, a lot. so much. Yeah, there was even a scene where, in the middle of the fight, she does cocaine or something, and it charges her back up. And, yep. and then she kicks. <laughs> She's always ass. doing cocaine so, to get charged. So up, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's almost that same scene in Harley Quinn. Where yeah, where she's in the, the evidence lockers. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, no, Gun, Guns Akimbo, sneaky, sneaky, fun movie. Like, again, another one of those movies where it's not an in-depth, crazy script. It's real straightforward. Right. And it's like, you're just strapping in for a, a wild oh, ride. Right. That's that's yeah. what I came for. I didn't come for anything complicated. I just wanted to watch a lot of crazy action and see what Daniel Radcliffe does with two guns bolted to his hands. I if, love it. Yeah, if I had watched that first, I would have not even mentioned Bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, but it that's was fair. stuff too. Like, yeah. like at the end, yeah. when, when he's like, oh yeah, if you just, if, if your girlfriend just saw you brutally murder someone, she gets PTSD, not yeah. a big lady boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> not a raging lady boy. Oh no! We'll see what happens. Well, we got we got two movies left, so we can jump uh, past guns and move to we yeah. got hustlers. We can talk about that real quick. Next time, I'll charge it all the way. It just doesn't seem. No, to be you're holding you're a totally right fine. Now. We went um, longer but, than I thought okay, we Hustlers, he did not see, I believe. Did this is one of those. Okay. That, so we can talk I, about this one quick. I did not care for it. I, okay. Mark Bernard loved the fuck out of it. I think he was just in love with J-Lo. <laughs> I was like, you know, uh, I've seen this movie before. They feel but, like I've seen this movie yeah, before. It's, it was fun. Like, I enjoyed watching the strippers, like, flip the script on everybody. And, like, that was interesting. And, like, I liked watching the group of girls work together. Like, that was fun. But, like you said, I think the thing about that movie that gets everybody is... Like I went and saw it with my girlfriend and you know, that, that strip sequence, the pole dance scene starts and she's just like tapping me, Corey, she's 50. She's 50. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's crazy. Like she's so attractive. <laughs> like, it's just like, you just sit there. It's like, I know like when I'm 50, I'm not going to be able to look yeah, that yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, was, I thought the movie was going to be about them taking advantage of 
the housing crisis from stockbrokers or something. But I didn't realize they were drugging people and like actually yeah. hurting people. And like I just I didn't care well, for it. It was one of the things they did a good job in the movie. The movie wasn't <laughs> a bad movie. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like I think the one thing I think the movie does do well is like you're totally riding with them because if you're anybody from the middle class you were impacted by all of these greedy hungry bastards who were like doing all this shady shit that caused the market to cr crash yeah so like that was when i graduated college so like two years trying to find a job was not easy so i was like yeah, yeah fuck these guys like i i can ride with that yeah yeah you know so like i could totally ride with that but the minute the minute it started to go too far and that dude like fell off the roof and they had to take yeah. him to the hospital. Now, like the movie, I thought did a good job of swinging it to it's like, okay, what mm. they're doing is kind of taking it a little too far. It is full on. Like them cooking yeah. the drugs up was too far for me. Like yeah. they're drugging them and stealing their money. I thought they were going to get like insider tips or something and then uh, take the money some other way. I didn't yeah. realize they were using that. Uh, they're just going to run up there at the credit cards. You're just getting yeah, strippers the name they deserve, man. It's, okay? just, it's <laughs> just a movie full of bad people yeah. <laughs> but again it's a bunch of women doing it and if it was men would i say the same thing i was Probably just not. thinking like how many how many <laughs> gangster movies with a bunch of like really shitty men doing horrible things to everyone do we watch right along with oh like, yeah we're yeah. all alive. There's no good guys and good no, fellas. No, no good guys. None of them are good fellas. The title is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're here for it. You know, oh, yeah. we're here for it. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so, you know, so maybe but, it's just they flipped that script. Uh, the female version. I just, I I need to open my mind to more. I just, I did I just don't. I don't know. And I need more horrible. They advertise yeah. Lizzo like being in this movie. She's in uh, it for like for a hot second. Yeah. Same with Cardi B. And I don't, I don't need to see naked people anywhere. I, it's just like, it's just not my I, did, I, I will say this, though. I, and I know she only got a couple scenes because it was, like, just after her pregnancy. But Cardi B was hysterical. Like, having a real-life stripper in that movie doing stripper shit. Like, when she's trying to teach Constance she Wu. She was in I, it? Yeah, she t she's in that scene where she tries to teach Constance Wu how to, like, grind on a dude i was just sitting oh, yeah, there i was yeah. like okay, okay. i just love cardi b because like she makes me smile like that's just a person with yeah. all of this like positive energy that just exudes okay. out i watched it on an airplane and it blurred out anything does it show everybody's boobies um no none of the main characters uh oh, the only, so, okay. like, the, it's background all all the background people. there are background people that are naked but none of the main characters uh all are right. naked in the movie but uh, speaking of, <laughs> it was on an airplane and they edited it. So yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, because in case you got like a five-year-old sitting next to you, um, yeah, I, I have to digress for just one second. She put on uh, the nineteen the nineteen seventy-three uh, movie, The Wicker Man. We were talking about that the other day. I yeah. come in and it's 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 the the blonde chick dancing dancing naked. <laughs> The wall, helping the wall, doing, and, and she's like, she's like, you know, this movie is. I don't, I don't know. I love this movie though. This is a fantastic <laughs> movie. I really give me it has, this. It has great things. That oh, yeah, two thumbs up. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. That's a running joke. If there's boobs on a movie, I'm like, this movie. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Wait, well, okay. So, Hustlers. Back to you. Yeah. My, my, and, my thing is flashing. My computer's gonna die. All right. So Shannon did mention. Uh, male gangster movies and that yeah. kind of is a good side way to toss into our last movie real, real quick which is a guy guy Ritchie, uh gangster flick uh the gentleman i loved this movie 
Like, I thought it was a real throwback to classic Guy Ritchie gangster stuff. Oh, no. We were so close. Okay, sorry about that. We had a little difficulty with uh, me not charging my computer. So, but it was zero time for you. So, you know, we got really, really close. I, you know, happen, yeah. happens to everybody. Um, we're on the last movie on the list, The Gentleman. That's right. Um, yes. Something we've all, you've seen most of I've it. I've seen most of it. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole nice. thing. Uh, Tell us about the gentleman, Mister. You seem to love it a lot. I'm a big fan. So yeah, I mean, I love me some Guy Ritchie, and it's been a while since he's done like a classic, true to form Guy Ritchie movie. Um, You know, like I I love the Sherlock movies, and I love. I even like that King Arthur movie, even though it didn't get a lot of play from anybody. I didn't see that. Real like Like it was. Yeah, like it was fun, and I was. I was down to see more of it, so. Um, when I heard that he was doing The Gentleman, I got excited because Guy Ritchie in British gangster flicks are my favorite thing. I mean, uh, oh, that's what Lockstock, he knows. Yeah, and Lockstock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels is genius. Uh, same with Snatch. So for me, this was not on that level, um, but definitely, like, I thought it returned to form to that type of fast paced British gangster flick that Guy Ritchie's so good at. Because um, his his way of handling gangster movies is so much more fun than like the American way of handling gangster movies. You know, the American gangster movies tend to be way more brutal and violent and like, Oh man, these are really bad guys. You watch these like Guy Ritchie movies. They're like, I'd hang out with all these guys. There's a long period of time where they're sitting around having a conversation. One of them's going to kill the other one at some point. There's a lot, (laughs) there's a lot of banter that's going on. That's what you're here for. You know? Oh yeah, and, and they're they're being gentlemen. Yes, <laughs> kill, yeah. kill the killer. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Was Hugh Grant like changing his voice? Yeah, he did. I don't know what dialect. What? Like, like I, all I know is like he's British or Cockney. I don't think it was either of those, but something in the middle. And it was. I thought it was brilliant. Like I, because I'm. I didn't with him. I'm so used to seeing Hugh Grant be Hugh Grant. Like, it, yes. I love Hugh Grant. And, like, all those yeah. movies when Hugh Grant was, like, an A-list celebrity, like, he, he's really good in those. But to see him do something completely different, I was like, he was my MVP that whole movie. Yeah. Oh, he, I just, I did not realize it was him for, yeah. like, a long time. Uh, where the hell is Hugh Grant? Like, oh, I, I remember God, coming home and I went to my mom. I was like, she loves Hugh Grant. I was like, I just watched a movie with Hugh Grant in it that you'd forget it's Hugh Grant, like, the entire movie. Okay, okay. I just, I do not know if he was changing his voice or he's getting old or what was that? No, yeah, no, he was, he was putting on an accent for the movie. I thought it was brilliant. Um, And I love the way, like, he tells the story, like, he's writing a movie. And you think he's going to win, like, he's going to, he's going to beat it to, like, the very end, but it's a Guy Ritchie movie, so you know he's not. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I thought he had some good twists in there. Like they definitely set you up, and remember everybody spoilers. But like yeah. they set you up to think that Matthew McConaughey gets murdered at the top of the film, and yeah. then when you see that it's the guy behind him, his blood is what hits the glass. You're like, oh, thank God, because I really didn't want them to kill Matthew McConaughey's character. <laughs> I thought that was an odd choice. I'm like, well, that's interesting. A big yeah. Matthew McConaughey movie with no Matthew. Okay. Yeah, right. like, or, or at least like you're telegraphing the end of what's going to happen to him, like right at the top. I yeah. was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. And then it wasn't that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, guy, Richie, you got me again. 
<laughs> but I mean, for me, I think besides just like Guy Ritchie doing what Guy Ritchie is really good at doing, he just had a really, really, really solid cast for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, like Colin Farrell, I could watch that guy oh, do right. anything, and he's fantastic. Like small bit part, but so so good. He was my favorite character in that. Um, the coach. I, I love the coach. Uh, and I love like his little group of guys. Um, and how like yeah. they're like modern day gangsters, so they're, like they're filming things with GoPros and they're doing rap videos while they're robbing people. And it's like yeah. those those are the types of things that like I feel like you only get from Guy Ritchie. Like you don't see that type of stuff pop into other gangster flicks. He could have made up made the rules for it, so he's he could break them. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. And Colin um, Farrell and even even Hugh Grant seemed like. Uh, unexpected choices, yeah, for yeah. British gangster movie. You yeah. know, even though Hugh Grant was, you would you, you put him in a, a rom com or something, you know. And, oh yeah, and it's like you know, guys out of their, their their normal element, and you see them in in action like that. It's good. Oh yeah, and like and I mean, Richie's got like a laundry list of actors that he can dip his toe into, and the only person he really pulled back from anything he's done before was Charlie Hunnam, who also I thought was fantastic. I was yeah. I, I was a big fan of Sons of Anarchy, so anytime he pops up, I'm like, oh yeah, you get him, Charlie Hunnam. Um, yeah. And then Henry Golding uh, too. I, I thought he was a great, nice little surprise. Like he played the bad guy really well, and still always boggles my mind that he has a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't hear it. Yeah, no, I, I that cracks me up a lot. Um, but I I found the gentleman. It was enjoyable. Wait, and maybe it's just because I watched it at home. I didn't get to go to theater and watch it. Yeah, I kept falling asleep. I think <laughs> it's like you said, it, it's it's good and it's Guy Ritchie. It's cool to get back into that world. Yeah, for so long. Oh yeah, but it's definitely not, not on the level of Snatch or, or yeah, it or, didn't keep yeah, me too lock stocked. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. like it's, it's you could tell like he'd been away from it a little bit, and it's like uh-huh. it took like. As the movie was going, it was falling more, I thought, into form of things that we've seen him do in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it was just like a fun, enjoyable, like you know, good to throw on in the background. Um, was, like definitely a movie you can fall asleep to if you're at home on the couch. That, that's why. In, like, that's the best why way possible. Any movie yeah. for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can fall asleep to anything, but like that one, I was I put on to watch, and I it took me a while to get through that beginning banter. You know, that's fair. The, you know, which was, you know, it wasn't that it was bad. I, it was just, I think I was comfortable in my bed watching it, you know. It's, it's, not it's, had anything to do with. He falls asleep to, like, criminal intent and um, serial killer shows <laughs> and, and uh, special victims unit and stuff. And I'm in bed having nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lullaby. Yeah. Well, you know. My comfort TV yeah. serial killer. <laughs> procedural crime. It's you know I'm yeah, saying, that, that's her that's her deal. That'll happen. I mean that happens to me all the time, like just in general, because like I'll always throw something on when I'm in bed. But I do mm-hmm. tend to watch a lot of horror movies right as I'm going to sleep. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely can see that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, uh, I, I, yeah, so the gentleman that, that's why it was last on my list. I mean, I, I have it. I'll probably watch it again just to, you know, 
get absorb everything, you know, because I'm sure there might have been twists or turns. It jumps that around a bit. I missed. Yeah, uh, it, it, like it, 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 the first time watch because I've watched it twice, and it's definitely okay. very similar to a lot of his movies. It gets yeah. better as you watch it again and again and again because you start to pick up on like all the little things he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought very fun, very entertaining. Um, you know, like if you're in for a fast paced sly talking gangster flick like this falls right into that category i think real well yeah yeah, yeah. the the conversations are are just fun they're, they're just fun they're yeah. more fun than the, like that's where the the real action is in oh Ireland. yeah and it's yeah. like it's it's the mental right like it's that mental yeah. chess game that all these different characters are having with each other as they're kind of moving pieces around the board yeah well, well. i'm four steps out of you well i'm five so <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> What's the fifth one? Then they then they go back to some yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah. that um, there was <coughs> the one movie that we were going to talk about that we didn't put on the list was the Jumanji the Next Level oh. and I felt like I it was like it was a okay watch but the first one was so good and yeah. the second one didn't give me the same like oh this is as fun you know yeah no I. It, my my favorite part, this movie I thought gave Kevin Hart and The Rock better things to do. That is true. That is right? true. Because like for me, I thought like in the first Jumanji flick, all the best funny moments went to Jack Black and all the best action moments went to Karen Gillan. Which when I watched that one, I was like, I'm surprised. I didn't think that would happen. And this time having The Rock play DeVito and Hart play uh, Danny Clover, I just thought gave them so much more fun things to do where their characters were more enjoyable but they still let Karen Gillan kick ass which was awesome and Jack yeah. Black every single time he's in one of these movies he's the MVP uh, having yeah. him play Fridge this time around was hysterical but I was so <laughs> glad that he did get to flip back in um, to, he did the body swap to, to the, thing yeah, to yeah. the blonde girl uh, again because I'll watch Jack Black that was when the first one came out I was like ooh Jack Black playing like a teenage hot blonde I don't yeah. That's gonna get old so fast, and it never got old. <laughs> no, I was. I could watch him play that character all day. Yeah. When they switch bodies, and she's happy to be in Jack Black's body, that was <laughs> it's not- like my favorite part oh, of the movie. It's like, oh, oh I'm back. <laughs> I live for that stuff, and yeah. and like the reason I think I like those movies more than anything is the fact that Jack Black is brilliant in them. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I need Jack Black to come back around. Um, yeah not like as a leading guy sometimes when he's like the lead it doesn't work but like as a side character to like an ensemble cast he's so good and i just and i love the fact that they set up the movie to do what the original jumanji did which is have the animals in the game come into the real world and i think that was cool at the end i think if they do i think if they do a third one it'll be fun to watch the kids actually get to be in the movie because I like yeah. that cast of kids, but we get to spend like 10 minutes with them. So, I, Yeah, you don't you know, see excited. the kids throughout the whole movie. It's the adults in the movie. And I, it's not like I, I enjoyed it. And there were parts that I liked, but I, I didn't, I don't own it. I won't watch it again. Yeah. I, I do watch the first one quite a few times. So it's I, definitely I, not, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but for a second that, yeah. that world, I was, I, it was more solid than I expected it to be. For it's sure. got its moments. Yeah. Sure. It has that its one, moments. Jack Black, when he's like, yeah, <laughs> and their skills. I love their skills and and their yeah, uh, on the chest. That it's like 
when when they are dance fighting, just dance fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have nunchucks now. Awesome. (laughs) I love weaknesses. His weakness is cake. Like that one gets me every time. (laughs) And like it, like genius to switch up fridges, like like uh, his like downfall type things in the movie to cake when Jack Black is playing him. Yeah, you know. And then, like, to have it... The, and they're, the one thing they're good at, the, they call back quite well. So, like, when they're at the diner at the end and everyone's having cake and he's like, nope, nope, can't do it. Nope. Can't. Nope. <laughs> right on. Well, I think we got we got him. Yeah. I think we got them all. Yeah, we got all ten and an extra one. So, thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> we did our reshoots. Yeah. We are all good, man. Th- thank you so much for having me on, man. This is, this is a blast. We should definitely oh, do yeah, this Oh, yeah, no. So Thanks for coming we, on. We do yeah, the outro, right? We definitely have to do this again. Yeah. You know what? We've always been weak on the outro. We mm-hmm. don't have much of an outro. But we need to Usually, re- like, mind people okay, so else is here. We've stopped talking now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> that's, our, that's it. That's our, that's our on-brand. <laughs> 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 thanks so much, Corey, for yeah, man. Thank you for having me on, and likewise, Cinema thank you guys for coming down. on the first half. Yes, so yeah, our, our guest, Cinema Sit Down, on a two-parter. Um, and, uh, you finished it now. Of Married with, went well. you finished it. MarriedWithTV.com. Yep. Second if, part. You want to oh, see yeah. the first part, jump on over to uh, YouTube.com slash Cinema Sit Down and follow at uh, Cinema underscore Sit Down on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah.